Welcome to The Grinder, everyone. Uh, this is your host, James Chapman. I got exciting news today. Exciting news. Best news I've had for this podcast since I don't know when. Addison is not here. You're welcome. Is that welcome. the exciting news? <laughs> <laughs> I do have uh, my brother from another mother, my very good friend, Morel McCreary on today with Ramtech PC Solutions. He's like Batman for IT services, okay? Um, he's also a beautiful human being. And it's, thank it's you, thank you, thank you. that's why we don't do video. We don't share the video for this stuff because you see how much better looking people are than me. So uh, anyways, hey, man, good morning, Morel. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, hey, I, don't let me sell you short. Give, you, give your spill about Ramtech uh, and, you know, what exactly you guys do. All right, bird's eye view. Uh, Ramtech, we uh, established ourselves in 1999, came out of the date running, just wanted to provide, you know, excellent service to a service industry. You know, customer service is dying. I mean, it's dying daily. It's companies like Publix and Chick-fil-A that remind us that customer service still exists, right? So, that's one of the things I wanted to bring to this game. You know, when you call, you call your IT guy and they're being all crusty on the phone with you. Nobody likes that. So, you know, deal with people that want to deal with people. Right. Yeah. So that was my, that's my, that's our claim to fame is we treat people like people and computers like computers. I mean, they do what you tell them to do. And if they don't call me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of it, man. Just, you know, rocking the the computer life. So let's, let's go back a little ways. Morell and I met nine years ago. Nine years it's ago, not more. It was like yeah. Bizgrow days, man. That's that's yeah. back in the time machine days. Yeah. So Morell and I both didn't know each other out there hustling, trying to build a business. Right. <clears throat> we met at a networking. It was a closed networking group called Bizgrow. Um, and you know, this podcast is what we call Tier One, uh, Wall One. It, like growing, making the next step in your business. When Morella and I met, I was working out of a space that Nationwide Insurance was providing me. I had a cubicle and I pretty much worked primarily from home. Morell was running his business with employees from his kitchen table. That's it. We like, still have that kitchen table to this man, day. It's in our break room. <laughs> dude, it's me chills thinking about it. The first time I went over, I, and I closed his ass on a life insurance policy. No, <laughs> it was probably at that same kitchen table. <laughs> that kitchen table. Like big dreams, small businesses, man. Big right. dreams, small businesses. And this is why, you know, our relationship, I think, is strong because, like, we've been there for each other through different struggles. Like, we've right. watched each other push and take chance and grow much better companies probably he would agree with me nowhere near where we we think we're gonna be right yeah you always feel like you're you know 
five years behind of where you actually are, right? Yeah. I mean, we kind of kicked this around in previous conversations. You know, it's, it's like we set these goals, we set these targets, and we try to hit it, but it feels like, no, oh, I should be here. What did I do the past five years? What happened? You know? Yeah. So it's like the time escapes you. It's just like thinking about how long it's been since we first met. I mean, yeah, it's almost been 10 years. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, just out there, just grinding away, hustling away, just, just trying to show this dream of building a company and a culture with um, great clients providing great service. And we were doing it, right? Morel's doing it, I'm doing it, but it was on a much smaller scale. So like, don't ever underestimate. I look back and go, man, how much I underestimated what I could do. Right. You know, that's the sad part. I'm about to hit my 10 year anniversary in business next week. And I look back and I go, if I go back to that, James, right? Well, I was still working at the <laughs> one desk. Ago, the yeah. And I said, hey, this DeLorean. Is let's go see what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Like if I said, hey, this is where you're going to be. I'd be like, man, no way. I, right, I, I, right. I couldn't do that. I, I won't get well, that. Part of that is having the vision, right? You got to have a vision yeah. to get you there. Yeah, for sure. But now I look back and I go, man, how much time has wasted? How much did I undervalue what we could do? and how much harder I should have been going. I'm telling you, it's going to happen to you too, no matter where you're at. Also, while we keep talking about wall one, level one, tier one, those kind of things, frankly, I still feel like I'm getting over wall one, man. Right. <laughs> the wall, there's still always wall one. That wall is just a lot bigger, and it's a lot harder to get over. So, right. um, but I related to almost like, so I, I used to do the warrior dash run, right? You know, you start out of the gate, you're, you're, you're running through mud for a mile, then you jump in, you know, whoever knows how deep that pool of water was, because it was all muddy, can't tell anything. You know, you got 10 people fighting to get onto one raft in the middle to catch a breath and then <laughs> swim to the other side, fully clothed, right? Yeah. And then the next obstacle is the wall and everybody hates the wall, right? You're mm -hmm. soaking wet, you're muddy. Now you got to climb this 10, 12 foot wall and get to the other side without busting your butt on the other side, right? Yeah. So that's why I feel like business is it's like running in mud, swimming sometimes where you feel like you're, you you can't catch your breath and you're you're just hanging on to the float like, yeah. you know, <laughs> breathing like a little bitch. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so that's kind of what it feels like sometimes running your own business. But the reward comes when you jump over the fire pit at the end and you're like i made it i accomplished this goal and then you get right back in the race and run it again next year to accomplish yeah. the next goal yeah so that's kind sure. of the way i real I, I rationalize this business run this marathon <laughs> yeah you know i heard um i was listening to a thing ed milet when i was uh when i was in arte and he was talking about you know, I mean, dude's like worth like half a billion dollars. Right. It's crazy. And he was talking about how he went out to this private country club. He's a member of like Arizona or something. And he flies in and in his private jet flies in. But he's like, you know, down the street is like, I can't remember who it was, who he said. It was like Tim Cook or somebody. Right. Right. Like Multi-billionaire. And he was like, you know, I look at him and his house and the jet he flew in on. I feel like I accomplished nothing, you know, and that's, that's, that's kind of the beauty of it. When I first realized that it kind of depressed me because I was like, man, I'll get to a certain level and I'll just be happy. Like I'll, I'll, I'll be on cruise control. I won't have to do anything. I'll have people do it all. I won't even show up. 
No, right. That's that's not really how it works. And I'm a better man now. Thank God it doesn't work that way. Right. Thank God, because if so, what would I be doing? I'd be worthless. Right. I wouldn't be trying to make a difference. Right. And uh, you know, so like that's the cool part is your expectation goes up as well. That's true. For yourself and that's true. your processes and your people and everything. Um well, it's a constant push, it's a constant grind. You you always see something, you know, it's, it's like tinkering with an engine, you know, you got this old 67, you know, Mustang, you just got to, got to keep tinkering at it, yeah, you know, yeah. every week there's something wrong with it. You got to fix the fuel pump. You got to do something, right. You got to bleed the brakes out. Yeah. It's, that's the way business is. You got to keep yeah. tinkering with it. And then when you get that baby purring, mm-hmm. something else is bound to happen. Just be prepared, you know, yeah. but, but don't forget every once in a while, pull that son of a bitch out of the garage, roll the windows down, turn the radio up and drive around the block. Okay. Right. Right. Enjoy the work <laughs> you put in it. That's it. Enjoy the work you put in it. Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So there's this quote that's been in my mind this week. Um, it says, I have the simplest taste. I'm always satisfied with the best. And that's Oscar Wilde. And that's really mm-hmm. been on my mind lately. Like, you know, as you, what your what you thought was the best five years ago, uh, or when you opened your business or wherever you're at in your life, your workout routine, right? Your, your, your um, marathon time, whatever it may be, as time goes on, your best, what your expectation of the best is should go up. And then you're trying that's to true. So, You're always trying to beat it. Yeah. So keep a simple taste. Just always aim for the best. And it'll be really easy. That's it. That's it. So, before we came on this podcast, Morel and I were just kind of talking about how tired we were. We've been going hard this week. And, um, you know, that it's kind of like back, really, man, that muscling analogy is perfect. Like keep tinkering with it. But, you know, hey, every once in a while, roll down the take windows. Yeah. yeah. Take it out. Get a little, get a little wind in your hair. Yeah. Um, so, uh, guys, gals, the reason we have Morel on, not only is he awesome, um, he is, uh, he's really adventuring in or really making stakes. He sees a big gap where all of us trying to build businesses. We have a gap. Morel, what's that gap? Huge gap. Huge gap, man. I mean, it's almost the Grand Canyon, you know, and people don't think that they are a target. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so the big topic everybody's talking about is cybersecurity, right? Probably tired of hearing about everybody's being hacked and everybody's doing this it. because people's guards are down right now you know people's people's heads are in the dirt trying to push and grind their business and get to the next level and they're not thinking that within a matter of you know two to three bad clicks on a computer their whole business could be wiped out right i mean i was telling somebody else earlier you know that cbs was in hack news this week you know there's a a couple people are just kind of chilling waiting for you know something to to kick off with you know, these, these viruses and they're, they think they're protected, but they're not. Right. Mm-hmm. So what we've learned is these ransomware bi- viruses are the worst, right? Cause you, you get infected. They lock you out of your data. You have to pay to get your data back. Well, what we're finding now is like some machines have been infected for two, three years and the hackers just hadn't decided to flip the switch yet. Yeah. So when they decide to flip the switch, you're locked out. You can't function as a business. So, you know, put that shoe on your foot. You come in, James, all your data's in the system. Everything's good, rocking and rolling. Somebody clicks on something, completely locks you out of all your data. 
how useful are you at that point as a business owner? Worthless. Yeah. So you're just sitting around. You've got employees, right? Yep. You're sitting around. They can't work. They don't know who's calling because you're locked out of your data. They can't renew policies. They can't do anything. So what does that do to your bottom line? The, the, the bottom line just there there it's not going to exist anymore if i don't fix right, it right it just well. fell through it's just yeah. i mean it's kind of like being in those 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 water parks where you step in that chute and you put your arms up like this and the floor comes from out from under you that's mm. what ransomware does to your business <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's like um it's probably what those people are feeling who invested their life savings in cryptocurrency at the moment right right that's, what it, that's probably it probably feels right now or GameStop. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 you know so as a business, you know, I'm in IT, like that's in my blood. I've been doing it for years. Now I'm looking at, okay, we can do IT, that's fine. And what I see is, you know, more kids coming out of college, they can do that. You know, my, my two-year-old, one-year-old niece actually can operate an iPad, you know? So it's like, they're born with technology now. So what we do on the help desk side will eventually, you know, we'll, we'll age out of that process, right? What's always going to be around is how do you keep people's data safe? You know, everybody, every business I talk to still uses email, right? So email security is a hot topic because that's 90% of how they come through, how these threats are, are coming through. Um, I turned on a new email filter for a customer yesterday. We turned it on, I think around 4.30 yesterday. By eight o'clock at night, when I double checked it, it had 42 blocked attack threats, Holy crap. And that was within, you know, three and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, that whole, you know, somebody's calling you and they're a Nigerian prince that needs to right. send you um, $100 million. You just need right. to cover whatever, the wiring fee. Like, right. those days are over. This is it's, this is the done. grandma thing, but it's getting, it's getting the workers now, man. It is, it is. And I mean, Target's like my mom, your mom, you know? going through her email uh, other than telling your parents what not to click on, you know, just, just, just keep their guards up to, you know, yeah. look out for the, the, the older community, make sure that they stay safe and protected online as well. Um, but definitely, I mean, if you're a business owner and you're listening to this, watching this, have some level of protection, you know, even down to what well, I always tell you guys, the, the top three, top three things you need to, that any business cannot survive without. That's internet, email, and phones, you know? So you want to guard your internet with a good, strong firewall that's monitored and updated uh, because it's like, it's like any other computer. It, it needs updating every once in a while to keep the security records up to date, right? Well, let's go even so, simplistic, man. Talk to me like I'm a kindergartner. All right, what's a firewall? I, I've heard the term a million times. I have right. a firewall. I know it because you put it in here. Right, right. I pay a renewal <laughs> fee for it, right? Right. What really is a firewall? So it can be a couple different things, right? It can be an appliance, which you have, a physical box you can put eyes on, or it can be software, right? Mm -hmm. um, what we saw with the pandemic was it forced everybody to go work from home. So how do you secure those environments without a firewall in the office that they're logging in from? So we have software solutions for that too now. Um, but to answer your question, firewall is a layer between raw access internet, your firewall, and then your users. So 
that's the that's the 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 gateway if you will that's your screen door your your burglar bar doors your windows everything that you can board up to keep your insides safe okay from criminals right so that's what that device or appliance or software will provide for you and your end users um outside of that you want to make sure that your phone system is safe and secure everything's going to cloud hosting now right so we, we immediately turn it over to this cloud hosting provider and we assume that their protection is on the up and up and your phone systems can't be hacked. But how many times do you call a customer and say, hey, yeah, I want to make a payment. Can I make a payment over the phone? Well, yeah, sure. Give me your credit card number over the phone. Wow. So you can pull raw data to hear that conversation if it's not secured. So if you got a voice over IP provider, check with them, make sure your line's secure. They offer it as a service. If not, make sure you have it turned on. <laughs> if you're accepting payments over the phone, you need to do that. <laughs> um, and the last piece is email. So the top three, right? Internet, which we cover that protection with the firewall. Phone, make sure you get that secure channel if you're taking payments over the phone or any personal information, really, right? Mm-hmm. Um, social security numbers, address, all, all that personal identifier information needs to be protected. And then your email, right? So email has a multiple different layers of security. Like we already said, it comes through email 80% of the time. So A, you have to do a couple of things, right? You got to put some protections in place on the actual email server, okay? Then you have to put in some type of protection on the links that are being sent to you in email and attachments being sent to email. And then you also want to make sure that you keep your employees trained up. So you got a three-pronged approach just with one of the three items, Right? Because employees are your weakest link. Yeah. So we are looking at offering a whole suite of services that, you know, covers every single gambit of security. I mean, IT, we can, Windows is going to break. That's, that's a given, guys. If you're running Windows, it's going to break. If you're running a Mac, it's going to break. You can go out and buy a new one. But how do you keep your stuff secure so you can afford to buy a new one? Yeah. Man. Yeah, it's, it's scary. I mean, a company I was dealing with that was my CRM. We no longer haven't had, we haven't used them. We ended our contract with them, went to a new CRM system, but apparently they were still storing some of our data from when we had it with them from like two right. years ago. And they, will. they had a major breach and they sent me a list. Fortunately, we, we got lucky. Our clientele, the only thing that was, um, that was that they were able to get was a date of birth. That was it. Right. Right. Really, really lucky. But I mean, there was people with major that were still currently using them. Social security numbers, all kinds of things, you know, and it just like that scared the hell out of me. Uh, right. The company's liable and they're taking full responsibility for it. And they even sent all our customers, even just cause it was date of birth, sent them all that. But man, like. Think about the time they're having to invest to go through that though. For sure. Oh, millions, man. Millions. Now it's a pretty large county, but still, I mean, I could easily see if something happened on my end, how it could be tens of thousands of dollars. Very. Quickly. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that's tragic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Plus, plus also just a whole shift, right? The whole shift of all my attention. Not only am I going to spend 10,000, thousands of dollars, I'm right. not going to be making it because I would literally have to dedicate my staff to do something. We have no freaking idea what we're doing. We might, right. we might as well just take us out of the office and say, we got to go build a house. Like, hey, hammer <laughs> you two by four. Yeah, right. <laughs> we can't go back to work until we finish this place. Right. Same thing. 
Right. So, um, as a as somebody who is not very strong, I've gotten very good with system building in here. How right. all my software works together, how I want my stuff to flow. But you know, man, the more we do of that, the harder it is for everything to connect correctly, how to mm-hmm. keep it secure. I say this, the two best decisions I've made for outside resources for my company are, is not my SEO. It's not my Google AdWords. It is a, it is a CPA that I pay monthly for advice and my IT professional that I pay monthly to make sure I can stay focused on what I'm good at. You, you got to do this. I would agree. Nope. I would agree. But where did I start, Morel? I started really simple and said, hey, man, what's the first thing I need to buy? You said, bro, you need a firewall. I'm like, yep. now. I yep. bought a firewall. I didn't pay for services at first. I was too broke. But there's baby steps, right? It's baby yeah. steps. You, 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 okay, what do I need to do? Like you said, what do I need to do first? You know, if somebody mm-hmm. came to me and says, Morel, we got IT. They, they, they take care of everything for us. Great. That's great. Let's do a security audit, right? I've sat on several cybersecurity audits over the past. Oh gosh, when was the when was the pipeline hack? That was like what a month and a half ago now. Yeah, at least yeah. And I've been on those calls every week. I've had two to three cyber insurance policy review calls slash audits with clients. Right now, I'm sure Chapman Insurance Group. You guys sell cyber insurance, right? Yeah. So some of the things that you guys would require a, a, a subscriber to that service to, to have in place, 90% of the people that we talk to have zero pieces in place, right? Existing clients of ours do. They have bits and pieces that we've kind of sprinkled in as we were sprinkling salt on steak, you know? Mm. We sprinkled it in just so we know and we can sleep at night that they're protected, at least with the firewall, you know? So again, baby step it, start with the firewall, then start slowly turning up the knob on security. Again, people can buy computers, Walmart, Best Buy, online. I don't care where you buy them. They're going to be the same thing, just like Coke and Pepsi everywhere you go, right? When you start putting your data in there and compiling that data and stacking up years and years and years of data, how do you keep it safe? Yeah. Are you safe from a ransomware attack? Are you safe from somebody clicking on something inadvertently and then bringing down your entire organization that you spent 10 years to build? Yeah. That's what I'm encouraging people to look at. And it's like, it's like life insurance too, man. I mean, really you spend a very small percentage of what you bring in to protect the whole reason you're doing it all. You owe that to your customers. Right. Screw it. If you're like a renegade cool, whatever, be a renegade. But if you're clients and you have their data, you owe it to them that a very small percentage of what you bring in is dedicated to protect them. Right. You owe it. Right. I I agree. I mean, and the biggest piece too, when you start thinking about this whole thing and unpacking the shell, right? Somebody's got IT services. They've got the basic things in place that they feel like they need for their business. I'm going to come to Chapman and say, James, guys, tell me what I need to do to be protected from any type of insurance, auto, life, whatever, right? Yeah. You guys tell me, I'm relying on you to tell me as a professional which, what I need to be protected. Yeah. You know, like you said, we've built a relationship over the years. So you know what my lifestyle is like. 
your IT relationship should be the same way. Your security, your cybersecurity relationships should be the same way. And I, again, I'm encouraging people, if they don't have that person or have that entity in place, schedule with me now. Don't waste time because it's only a matter of time before somebody clicks on that one email that they think came from Chapman and it came from, from you know, wherever, <clears throat> South Africa, where they're trying to hack you and gain access to all your bank accounts and change your wiring information and hack into your, your 365 accounts with Microsoft. It can happen. I've seen so many cases. Employees are the weakest link. We need them to work. Yeah. We need them to function a business. But if we don't train them and if we don't put those things in place that they, they can feel protected for the accidental clicks, it can wipe out our business. Yeah. Yeah. You take way too many risks to make a business work and to make it profitable in the shit you know about. Right. Like, don't like the more I go along, man, the more I realized how many times I was like jumping out of a plane without a parachute. Right. You know, and had, and here's the worst part. It's one thing if you're doing something, you know, your risk, but it's, you know, it's like, okay, I go a hundred miles an hour down the road and uh, I'm on bad tires and no seatbelt on with no airbags. Right. Like right. <laughs> I kind of know what the risk is. Yeah. I wrecked this. I'm freaking dead. But imagine right. you're going down the road and you think everything's safe. and safe. Got brand new tires. You got the seatbelt on. <laughs> yeah, but, but you have no clue the risk that's there. So, right. you know, Hey, look, if it scares you, then do something about it. If the way I see that is if this conversation scares you as a business owner or an individual, then something's not right to make you feel safe and secure. You know, I sleep with a weighted blanket. I have the security of that weighted blanket holding me down. Right. Yeah. Same way with my business. It's like a warm hug. Don't you love it? That is. It is. Dude, I got one. It's amazing. <laughs> it is so good. I love that. I love it. But I mean, it is right. So you want to do that to your business, put a weighted blanket on your business. Protect, I think you told me best, uh, is a quote you used to say all the time, you want to protect the business because the business is what fuels you or feeds you or some, some, somehow you, you came up with that quote. It's, I don't it's remember older. that. It's, a, but it's, it's an it's, older one, but you, you used to use it all a really lot. Good. I'll take full <laughs> credit for it. Right? Yeah, man, that's, that's awesome stuff. Any other tips they need to just like keep in mind or if they're researching you know, what, what if they're listening and say, man, Morel, I like all this information, but I want to use you. What, what should they look for online to see? There's a lot of stuff online. And it's, it's, it's like when you go in and you're looking up tires, right? You're going to get a million reviews on tires. It's just the same thing with security. Everybody's jumping in the market right now. There's, there's a few tried and true, you know, software and services that we use that we are just in love with like that that's our you know that's that's our go-to product for that um but it really ultimately depends on where you are in your stage of business if you're at that stage of business where you have an it budget and a security budget then let's talk we can we can build a plan that'll work um if you're at the beginning stages and you, you just need a firewall we can talk there too yeah um so it really depends on the business it you know, if you're, if you're, you know, not picking on tire shops, but if you're a tire shop and you process credit cards, yeah, you need a firewall, you know, because you're, there's a credit card, you know, audit that you have to abide by and say, yes, we are doing everything for PCI compliance and check off those boxes. Mm -hmm. So 
even down to the people that, like I said, when I opened this talk was the people that don't think they need it actually do. And you're the ones at the most risk. Right. Right. They're not looking at me. I hear it all the time. They're not looking for me. (laughs) What's different about your $20,000 and my $20,000. Yeah. If you don't think, if you don't think the kid that, uh, you know, did a fraudulent transaction on your debit card, his buddy knows how to actually use the computer. Right. Which like you said, you got two-year-olds that freaking run through iPads quicker than you can, right? Right. So those kids are going to grow up. There's going to be bad ones. And right. it doesn't mean they're not going to do low-level things. Pros right. may be hitting colonial, colonial pipeline and setting right. down a whole infrastructure. But, you know, the kid on the street that's just cutting his teeth, he, he don't have a problem making 500 bucks off of you. Right. You know, <laughs> like that's going to be the guy that hits you. Right. Um. Hey, I will add this, you know, talk about firewalls though. Something that took me probably six months and I had no idea because I, I didn't talk to Morell about it, right? <laughs> I, I, when I was first really getting in my office, getting set up, got a brand new phone system. It was all fancy and all this online software and stuff. They sent me, when I bought it, they sent me a firewall. Hook they it sent in. you a fancy router. <laughs> yeah, they sent me a fancy router, and I was none the wiser. Issue after issues plagued my my systems all day for like months, and then finally I was like, I can't take this anymore. I don't care what Morel charges me. I got to get this fixed. He comes up. Well, I had like a twenty five dollar router, <laughs> right? Slash firewall, whatever. It was a right. piece of crap. I spent thousands of dollars on a phone system. And the company sends me a $25 piece of junk. Yeah. No clue. I thought it was good. Well, that was my whole issue. My whole company was being held up and slowed down over a $25 router. Yep. So just because you got something, look, man, there's, there's just different levels of that stuff. You need, you need to make sure you're auditing that just like you're auditing you know, how quality of a piece of equipment you're putting in your client's house or your clients buying from you, the quality of, of uh, product you're selling. Like you've got to have quality products backing that up and quality people who know what the heck they're doing. And the people need to know their product. Yeah. You know, that's key. I mean, I, I'm guilty of it too. I'll, I will spend, if I had like, this is kind of off topic, but on topic, we've been looking for a new mattress, Right mattresses are not cheap when you get a king size mattress they're not cheap right so when you want to when you spend in in my eyes if you if i'm submitting more than you know a couple thousand bucks on something i'm gonna spend a little time researching i'm gonna read consumer reports i'm gonna youtube that thing i'm that's the same diligence that people have when, i mean looking at the amazon reviews that's the same due diligence that people need to have on things for their business yeah Dude, I am so guilty of that making quick decisions, spending money on something that makes me all my money. But same thing. I just bought a brand new uh, mower, zero term mower. My first one, I researched that thing for a week. See? <laughs> a week. I have bought stuff for this company that is to help me make money or secure my business or better help my employees. And I didn't spend 10 minutes on reviewing it. Right. I made the decision. Just done. <laughs> yeah. Sure. We'll see. But again, right? So, so how does that work? You call me and say, Merle, are we secure? 
I can answer, James. Yes, you're secure. Here's the layers of protection we have in place, right? Mm-hmm. I can't prevent somebody in your office from clicking on something, doing something dumb. I can't yeah. prevent that anywhere. But you know that's a risk point, right? In business, when we look at that same approach, you're, I'm, I'm sure in the back of your mind, you think, I know Morel's researched this. I know Morel's vetted this. I'm good with whatever he decides to go with, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that's the relationship we have. A lot of people we interview don't have that relationship with their current providers. And that scares me. It scares me for them. Yeah. You know, I met with a multi-million dollar company this month. No protection. It's wild, man. (laughs) It's scary. Yeah. I'm scared for them. Like, I want them to be a customer. A, I want them to be a customer because it helps my business grow. Yeah. It, it solidifies the, the, the circle of life here. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, I think about, I don't want to see them on the news and know that I walked through their door and I mentioned that they needed to do these things and they just never got back with me on the decision. Yeah. I'm going to feel like fault because I didn't provide them the opportunity to protect themselves. Wow. All right. Now you're scared, everyone. Do something. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. Your world's just going to end. It's okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, sooner or later, it, it all ends. <laughs> How do we protect it while we have it? You know? <laughs> all right. Hey, all right. So great information. Y'all have plenty of takeaways. Morel, though, I'd like for you to leave them as a business owner talking about, man, just going back, reminiscing the kitchen table, those kind of things. Give, give, a, give one piece of advice, not IT related, not, not any of that, just business owner to business owner or achiever to achiever. Give, you got one piece of advice, you can give them just as a takeaway. So I, I have the one piece of advice and it's like the loaf of bread, right? When you first get married, you, you buy whatever bread you can afford at the grocery store, right? Mm-hmm. You do what you can with that bread. You make sandwiches. You, you, you figure out, you know, what to make on that budget and you make it work. And then as you progress in your business, you buy the more expensive bread. That's the way I see business sometimes. You start out, you get that square wonder bread, you rock it, you make it work, you grind at it. And next thing you know, you're going back and you're getting the Sarah Lee, you're getting to this, you're getting to that. And then you don't even buy the shelf bread anymore. You're going straight to the bakery where they make it fresh. Yeah. Grind it, eat your square wonder bread, elevate your game. Yeah. That's really good. Love it. All right, uh, Morel, where can they, uh, if, if we got them all puckered up and scared now, where can they find more information about you and Ramtech? So, of course, we're, we're all over social media, right? If you just Google Ramtech, we're going to pop up. We, we, we try to make sure we're a household name. Uh, our website is ramtechpcs.com. That's R-A-M-T-E-C-H-P as in Paul, C as in Charlie, S as in Sam.com. Uh, you can find me anywhere in Henry County, <laughs> Once you hop onto my website, you can connect with us. We've got YouTube, we've got Facebook, we got Instagram. We we've got them all. So 
the, the can't find me. If you got a smartphone, you can find me. You can call me too. 678-999-2172 is our main line and they can get you on my calendar and we can talk security. We can talk IT. We can talk business. It doesn't matter to me. Whatever you want to do, schedule a consult. I'm here for you. You talk business with Morel though. You better bring your A game. Right. He's going <laughs> to ring the bell on you. That's why, hey, I'll end with this. All right. When I've talked all those times in prior podcasts about having um, accountability partners and stuff, I, I have very few because it's just I'm, I'm not a person who builds a lot of relationships. I try to build deeper relationships. Morel is one of those guys. And let me tell you, there's been times where you're growing. Morel has called me as difficult as it may have been and said, hey, I feel like you were being a little bitch about this. I feel like right. you did not hustle this. It's been very few and far between because I'll tell you, as an accountability partner who takes it serious, I don't want him telling me that. I want him looking at me like he can depend on me. Right. That has happened. You know that. That's true. I know That's you probably true. remember those times. I hey, do. Man, I you know, you're quick about taking something, but you're really slow about getting back. He told me that one time. Pissed me off so bad. <laughs> then I hung up the phone. You know, I was pissed off at myself because he was right. So anyway, <laughs> if you don't have that as well, get that in your life. It is one of the most valuable things you can have in your business. It's game changing. Is, is have somebody who cares about your success enough that if you win on something, the, here's where you start. If you win at something, you want to call somebody who's like not your wife or your girlfriend or whatever. Right. Um, if it's like somebody else in business you're friends with, if they're the first person you think of, that's a good accountability partner. Because you'll be excited you win, right? Right. You'll be excited for you. So uh, anyways, I mean, I'm going off on a whole tangent because that fires me up. Morel, we appreciate you. Guys, check it's it out. Right. Make sure you're keeping your businesses safe. You know, keep striving after it. Keep going after it. I know you get tired sometimes. You get tired, put something on the calendar. Take the break. Then get back right. at it, all right? It's about a little bit of a balance, too. Make sure you're safeguarding these things that you absolutely just beat yourself to death to achieve. Make sure you're safeguarding it. Making sure you're, you're keeping track of it so it's still there um, and it's not wasted uh, just because you're an easy target. So right. uh, with that, Morel, man, we appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Uh, appreciate our guest. Hey, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe, share it with a friend. Maybe leave us a review. And with that, grind her out.